Welcome to the Dwelling Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Our hopes is that this message inspires you and builds your faith today. This year is going to be 45 years of living with Jesus. Yeah, that says two things, okay? I'm old. That's, that's the first thing it really says. Really, that's the first thing it really says. And the second thing is, dang, I'm getting old. But what it really, really means is that, For lack of better words, it also means that I had to go through the thick and the thin, the highs and the lows, and the beautiful moments of doing my own thing, <laughs> and the awful, the awful moments of doing my own thing, and finding out that there is nothing like his presence in our lives. But there's actually, there is something better than his presence in our lives. There is something, and that is submitting to his kingship in our lives. Oh, the, okay, I didn't expect many amens on this one. And, 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 I, know, and I know because it, it means that it, to have more of him, he's got to clean out who we are, right? It's, he's got to take the gunk out. He's got to, you know, take us to the shower of Holy Spirit and then like, oh, okay, got no place to hide anymore. And I got to follow and obey what you're telling me which is a beautiful thing. And I'm still learning that after 45 years, so you know. I ain't done yet. I'm still run, Forrest, run, because I don't, I don't get it yet. And today, what we're going to be, ready or not, I don't know if you are ready this morning, but whether you are or not, it doesn't matter. We'll go, we'll be, we'll be talking about what we're supposed to be talking about this morning. And I learned this principle, I think I was in third grade. Well, not learned it. It's when I first discovered the principle. I was in third grade. I had a great teacher. I forget her name. I just remember that when we went in that class, it was just great. It was fun. She made teaching fun. Remember those teachers? I mean, you also remember the ones that, you know, it wasn't fun. You got there and like, right? I, I, you get those as well. But I remember there was this moment she wanted to, us to do an experience, you know, an experiment, I should say, an experiment in our classroom. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do something that's going to be fun. I'm not going to be sitting down and just listen. It's going to be good. And she gave us this little bean. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in third grade. I don't want a bean. I, give me something that's going to explode in the classroom, something that's going to be good. Anyways, she gives us the bean, and then she gives us some, a cotton ball. I'm like, I remember vividly, maybe you've done this in your life, I'm, I'm talking to myself, I'm like, what kind of an experiment is a bean in a cotton ball? And so she gives us a cotton ball and she says, well, come in the front of the class, you know, go around, put your cotton ball in the water, you know, and then when you come back, put the bean inside the cotton ball. So far, so good, not too hard. You know, I think I can manage this you know, without tripping or, you know, exploding anything. So I do it. And then she says, and then here's what we're going to, we're going to give you a styrofoam cup. And then you're going to put some, some ground in it. And, and we're going to put the, the thing in the ground. I'm like, 
I hate getting my hands dirty. I know some of you are like this or not. I hated getting my hands dirty. I, I still do. I'm like, so like moving the ground, putting it there. And she said, you'll see what happens when you come back to class on Monday. This is a Friday. I'm like, well, class dismissed. Have a great weekend. I'm like, what? That's the experiment? So the thing is, all weekend, you got to understand how I work. I was like, I wonder, I wonder what's happening in the classroom. I wonder if my cotton ball is all dirty now. What if I got in the classroom and switched cups with somebody else? I don't know what happened with that. What if I put two cotton balls? I should have put two cotton balls. Oh, I should have put two beans. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking all weekend about this thing. I get back in the classroom on Monday morning. I'm all excited. And I'm like, oh, my. There's this little sprout coming in the ground, coming out, uh, out of the ground, like all excited. And then I look to my best friend, his name is Luke, and I look at this thing, it's like, you got nothing. <laughs> nothing sprouted, nothing grew. And the whole week it was on our desk and we looked at it. And this is when I discovered that natural things grow. Now you're going to be like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things grow. I, I, I already knew that, but it was all of a sudden I experimented it. I was like, oh, wow. So good things grow. I'm like, good. I'm like, good things grow. I'm like, okay. I wonder if I do something else. So I challenged my parents as a kid, right? I'm like, what if we plant some stuff that would, that would become a maple tree? What would happen with that? So guess what I did? You know, in French, we call them, we call them helicopters, the maple things. Because when you throw them, they, they turn and they spin. They look like a helicopter. So ripped one apart and I put it in the ground. I'm like, I'm going to have a maple tree. I was hoping for the, over the weekend, right? But I guess it doesn't work that way. But just so you know, there's a maple tree where I used to live now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it took a while, though. So we're going to be talking about growth this morning, if you haven't already figured it out, right? Good things grow. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you've heard this too many times. If it's healthy, it's going to grow. If it's not healthy, it's not going to grow. And then I'm like, that's not true, by the way. Right? When you're sick, do you get better right away? No, it, it grows, yeah, on the other side. I've learned that cancer grows as well. So it's not healthy things grow. Just so you know, everything grows. This is very important to understand because growth is a God-given process. The challenge is not to have growth. The challenge is to have healthy growth. I, I grew when my wife was pregnant. I grew. All 30 pounds of myself grew. And I didn't lose it the next day. I was like, oh, I still have it. Well, part of it. Anyways, but so 
Healthy things grow, sick things grow as well. We get to choose, okay, follow me on this one. We get to choose how we're going to make things grow in our lives. We can, okay, okay, in real life, sometimes we don't get to choose everything that happens to us. I get it, right? I get it. But for this morning's purpose, we'll understand that we can actually decide to make things grow healthy. And we'll try to do that this, this morning. We'll look at what scripture says about this. Because growth is all about refusing the status quo. Staying the same. Same old, same old. I'm good where I'm at. Had this, somebody this morning come up to me and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm still learning to be a good husband today. I'm like, good. I'm still learning that too. 34 years in, like still learning. And sometimes I need to go to tell, tell Sean, I'm like, bear with me, I'm not there yet. Healthy growth takes time. But it refuses to stay where it is. Okay? It refuses to stay where it is. Oh, I want this to change in my life. Yeah, but there's something that will need to happen to make it grow. And this is what we're going to be talking about this morning. It could be your faith. So I just want you to think about something that you want to see grow this year. I'm not, many of you know me as, oh, you're just, you're the leadership coach or a communication coach. Yeah, I've also been pastoring for over 30 years. Just don't say this very often. Just want to say it out loud. So I get it. The disciples prayed, Lord, increase our faith. What does that mean? Let our faith grow because we're not, we're not getting it yet. So our faith, you can think of, oh, my faith has got to grow this year. Yeah, just remember that this is a great prayer. The disciples, they were walking with Jesus, actually prayed this. So this is a good thing to say. How many of you would want your faith to grow this year? Come on, I'm like, yeah, sure. That'd be good. I mean, that's a good goal. That's a good goal for sure. Increase our faith. So that's why Jesus one day um, was sleeping on a boat. The storm comes in. Disciples panic, right? Ah, we're going to die here. Ah. But they got Jesus sleeping in the boat. I get it. I, I mean, that's a little, I mean, I can imagine some of them. I, I can imagine myself being there like, Jesus, really? We all know that taking a nap is normal now. It's okay. It's healthy. But Jesus, we're dying here. And that's when Jesus comes up. So, okay, calms this wind and, and the waves and everything's good. Great. He's taught them a lesson. They should have understood. But the next time they were in the storm, Jesus wasn't with them. That's when he walked on the, on the, on the lake, right? What does he tell them? He doesn't tell them, okay, guys, don't worry about it. I'll calm the storm. Come on out, guys. Come with me. Yeah, just one guy goes out and then he panics, obviously. You know, he sinks a little bit. That's not the purpose of this thing. But Jesus will teach us something. We got to learn it and then we have to live it. 
That's what it is. And the second part of growing is not going to be easier than the first part. It will require more submission to his will. It will require more willingness to believe in his word than our own capacities. You can pray that this year you're going to grow, you know, in your dependence of him. Sure. Great. I need more of you, Jesus. Yeah, that will require in your growth that you'll spend more time with him. Yeah, but one day in his presence is way better than a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll need to spend that day. It doesn't have to be only on Sundays, by the way. Just saying, just that's a free one. I'm not charging anyone for this one. It's good on Sundays. It's better on Monday, though, when nobody else is there. And you don't have the, the great worship band that just brings you there and builds it up. And like, oh, yeah, preach it, somebody. No, 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 no. You're in the car, and the guy just cut you off. And they go, oh, I need your presence now. Or coming, whatever. Right? I need more dependence on him. Maybe you're like, you know what? I need to grow in my wisdom, in my knowledge, in my people appreciation. Here's what it said about Jesus when he was 12. Luke 2, 52. That he was growing. And as he was growing, he found, he found good word amongst the people in his wisdom and also in stature. I mean, he got loved by people around him. That's something we can grow in. Be appreciated a little more by people. I mean, Jesus said we were the salt of the earth. It doesn't mean you need to be salty to everybody on earth. That's, you know? We, we, we can be nice to people and not be jerks as Christians. It doesn't mean they'll agree with your convictions. It doesn't mean they'll agree with your uh, moral principles, but you can still be nice to people even if we disagree with them. Okay, Jesus, I can grow in that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, okay, got my list here, Jesus. I, I, you, maybe you want your business to grow. I do. Don't we all? I want my bank account to grow so I can be a little more generous with it so I can get more. Sure. Jesus has got nothing against that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want to grow. Maybe it's a skill. Oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a skill you want to grow this year. The skill or the discipline to, you know, read my Bible and, you know, follow Jesus intently or just be better at what I do. It doesn't matter. So think of growth this way today. Jesus wants growth, healthy growth in your life. That's what he wants. So how about we stand up just for a second. I'll just read some scripture. And uh, it's going to be on screen. If you have your Bible, you can, you can use it. If your Bible's your cell phone, you can, don't turn it, but you can get there. It's a John 12, chapter, John chapter 12, verse 24 and 26. It's right there. I love this verse. Um, because it's all about growth. And he tells us how to grow. He tells us why we don't grow. Mm -hmm. And he tells us why we should grow. 
So I'll tell you the truth. You know, when Jesus tells you, I tell you the truth, I mean, he's always said the truth, but this is like, okay, guys, this, this is serious now. That's what it means. You know, the very living Stephen Cote version of it would be that, come on, guys. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm, listen now. That's what it means. So when Jesus says, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, I'm like, okay, I get it, Jesus. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies. Ugh. Okay, Jesus, really truth? Okay, okay, sure, we'll go on. It remains alone, only a single seed, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Jesus, I pray this morning, and if you, if you feel comfortable with this, just raise your hands towards Jesus, right? You don't have to, but if you feel comfortable to. This is like, okay, Jesus, I'm, I'm willing to receive what you have for me this morning. Jesus, Holy Spirit, come to us this morning. Talk to our hearts. Talk to our minds. Talk to us so we can hear and listen what you need to tell us. And may we do something about it after. But Jesus, come and do your work like only you can do. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Ah, you may be seated, guys. So... I love popcorn. Who loves popcorn? Yes. At the movies, my anywhere. Yes, one. I just got one. That's not a big bag of popcorn. That's like okay, you you eat it slowly. Of course, I got one kernel. But if you put this in the ground and wait. At one point, it'll give you this. Well, not, the can won't grow. I mean, that'd be a little weird. But you'll have a, you'll, you'll have a corn cob. And that corn cob will give you this. But it starts with this. You can't even see it from where you're at. Leah's looking, he's like, maybe you need glasses, girl. Come on. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's hard. It's so small. So Jesus says, this as need to go in the ground and dies, and then it can, and it will become this. That's what it says. That's what the scriptures say. So the way we, we, we view growth is the first thing we got to change. Okay? A lot of people see growth as, as this. My faith is going up. Our church is growing. My business is growing. The skill I used to have is just going up. I'm way better now than I was yesterday. Less than tomorrow, but better than yesterday. Yeah, sure, good. Keep it up, bro. It'll be good, right? A lot of people see growth like this. The issue is that growth is not linear. It's not a long, smooth river that just goes like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's going well. It's going. No, that is not how we Growth more looks like this. Okay? Really? If you try to read the words, you can't. It's just... 
You know, you, you begin, then you try. You self though, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep on getting up in the morning like I wanted to. I can't do this. Oh, I can't go to the gym anymore. I can't read my Bible every day. I can't, I'm trying, but I can't. I'm not, I'm not, that's not who I am. Who you are got you to where you're at. It won't get you to where you want to be. That's what growth is. You can't, you can't be stagnant in who you are and how you learn. And then you, oh, yeah, I learn again. And then you, you suck at it. It's just bad. I can't do it. And, and think of the growth process you're, you've been thinking about, right? We've been trying, to, I've been trying, I'm like, oh, so bad. And then this is where most people stop. Because they failed. I remember being in Bible college, age 19, all arrogant and proud with my non-red tie, because there was no way I was going to wear a red tie. Even if that was the thing, you had to have a red tie. I, there's no way. Wear my jean jacket with my little sticker here. You, you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny thing. And, and I wonder how people didn't like me there. I don't know why. And everybody got up in the morning. I mean, morning, like Bible morning thing, you know, before the sun comes up. And you got to understand, I live in Montreal. In the wintertime, the sun comes up. It's, it's not too bad. It comes up at 7.30, 7.45. That's great. That's good time to do it. But in September, it gets up really early. I'm like, I'm not going to get early out of my bed and pray and read my Bible. I just can't. But everybody in the college is doing that. So guess what I do? Okay, a little peer pressure. I guess I will too. Did that for about a week. And then I was so nasty to people around me. And I, everybody was nasty to me. I, whatever. I just, I can't do this anymore. I stopped. I stopped reading my Bible. I stopped. I'm in Bible college for crying out loud. I'm trying to become a pastor here. And I can't even read my Bible. I can't even pray in the morning. What am I going to do in life? Ah, oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, just a minute in your presence at three, uh, three in the afternoon. Is that good? I'll put you on my agenda here, Jesus. Yes. I failed and I stopped. My Bible got some dust on it. I'm in a Bible college. We, most people stop at the failing part. Oh, but if you get back up, then you'll practice again. And then you'll feel lost. You're not sure there yet. And then you'll, you'll get it. And they'll be like, oh, no, I thought I had it, but I don't. So you got to understand that growth is not linear. There is nothing in the Bible. If you look at everybody's story, no, no one's story goes like this. No one. John the Baptist. Oh, behold, the Lamb of God. In prison, what does he say? Guys, can you go see Jesus? Can you ask him if he's really the Messiah? He says his cousin. He knew. But the circumstances all of a sudden are like, oh, I can't. Life is not linear. So if it's not going all the way you want, <laughs> praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because I'm in the right space. 
Because it's okay if it's not growing right away. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally good. Growth is also not something that happens overnight. It's not how fast I can get there. It's more of, start looking at us. How far can I get if I keep on doing this over a long period of time? I can imagine if I stopped completely reading my Bible when I was at 19. I wonder where I'd be today. I don't think I'd be coaching people. I don't think I'd be helping people. I don't think I'd be helping uh, uh, people grow in their spiritual life. I don't think I'd be doing that because I'd still be stuck there. So you, how far can you get if you just keep on doing that over a long period of time? Yeah. You know, I love making fun of Dawson because, you know, he's doing all the things in the gym that I told him to do. He's actually doing it way better than I'm doing it. Just Dawson's just so, can you get up just so people know who you are? Okay, Dawson, Dawson, I'll ask you, this is just to prove a point, okay? Can you, can you just flex the pipes just a little bit? I know it's in church. I know it's, just flex them, just Okay. Thank you, uh, Dawson. It's hot in here all of a sudden, right? <laughs> I remember I saw some pictures of Dawson the first time he went in the gym. <laughs> you little skinny little punk, right? <laughs> Dropping them. How far can you go if you really do that? So growth if it's not about how fast you can get there. Oh, if I can do this in the next three months, I wonder if you kept it up for the next three years, what would happen? Or 45. So growth is not something that ha- happens just overnight. It doesn't happen that way. Think about it. You will grow way more when you fail on who you are, how you are, by getting back up once again. I, I keep telling, you know, young people that I get to deal with on a very regular basis. Here's what I tell them. It's like, you'll, you'll get knocked down by, by old folks like me because they don't want to lose their spot. They need their jobs. They need their position. They need to feel one. This, this is not going to change. And you'll get knocked down so many times. All you have to do is get back up one more time than everybody else. That's all you need to do. And you'll be okay. That's all. Growth is that. Spiritual growth is that as well. Just get back up. Devil got you down. Get back up one more time and you'll be okay. Because... If you think about it, not only do you have to see growth differently from the verse, but you also have to understand that there's things that will go against your growth. A lot of things, actually. I'll name you four. I'll just give you four this morning. There's four things that will go against your growth. And this, this one is my favorite one. Years ago, we went on vacation. I went to Disney World. Um, it was great. 
two weeks of great vacation. It was fun. And we had this meal eating at a restaurant called Cora. Uh, great restaurant. It was on Disney Boardwalk. The Boardwalk at Disney is like this all magical thing. It's, it's like 100 million degrees because it's August. And you're sweating like a pig. It's just, it's just beautiful. You know, the pizza. It's, it's, it's great. The shirt with the, it's awesome. It's just great. We get there and there's this magician there. And I don't know about you, you know it's not magic, but it's, there's something, uh, I can figure this out. Uh, who of you are like me here? What's the trick? I want to know. Oh, I'll, I'll put my eyes on it and I'll see. And this guy was just with his, on his table. He was just playing with some pennies, you know, moving pennies. He's like, hey, you sir, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, oh yeah, you chose the wrong guy. I actually chose a perfect guy. He's like, okay, look at the penny now, look at the penny, and he moves the pennies. And he wasn't going that fast. I'm like, I was like a cat looking at a laser light on the floor. So, sir, where, where, where's the penny now? Because he put some cup over it, like, so there. Uh, obviously, the penny wasn't there. Oh, then it's under this one. It's not there either. I'm like, and there's like 20 people around the table and you look stupid in front of 20 people. And it's not fair. I'm a nice guy most of the time. Why are you doing this to me? I'm like, oh, it's right here. It's not there. It's right here. And he goes right behind my ears. It's right here, certainly. You, you stinker, you. Okay, I'll get it. Is that, are you ready now, sir? I'm like, yes, I am. What's your name? Stefan. Oh, Stefan. No, 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 Stefan, sir. Oh, Stefan? No, it's Stefan. It's Stefan. Fan, like a fan. Oh, you're a fan of magic? Yeah, I am. Okay, so he does it again, and guess what happens, right? I get fooled again. And a third time, he says, okay, I'll do it very slowly this time. Oh, that's insulting. But I got it wrong again. Here's, here's what happens with growth. Distractions will put you away, will make you stray away from it. Here's what Viktor Frankl said. Viktor Frankl survived the Nazi camps. He says, when a man lacks deep meaning and purpose in his life, you will change it and look for pleasure and distractions in his life. I'm like, okay. So sometimes what we need to grow in, what we want to grow, it's a little harder because it's healthy. It's a little harder. So it's so hard to get that we want to, we'll, we'll get distracted by a bunch of other things. Like, look at my hand here, but it's going on. Here's what the Bible says, Titus chapter 3, verse 3. We were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, and slaves to our own desires and various pleasures. Here's what he's basically saying. Because he was talking earlier about growth, and all of a sudden you've been distracted. 
You've lost, the, you've lost the purpose of what you were looking for, what you were striving for, what you wanted to hang on to, that growth, that faith, that business that needs to grow, whatever that is. You got distracted and you lost yourself in the, ooh, where am I now? Distractions will just kill your growth. We had some, some nice invitations at uh, Thanksgiving this year. I ate way too much this year. I, Thanksgiving is a day you eat too much, right? This year I ate too much. I really, really did on the same day. I'm like, oh, great. Thanksgiving lunch was great. Ate too much, way too much. Thank you, Stephen and Ensley. Way too much food. Mm, got home and we had a Thanksgiving dinner as well. I ate too much which is a second thing that will always bring you a loss of growth, fullness. When we're so full of ourselves, we're so full spiritually, by the way, we don't want to get off the couch. We don't want to get off the couch spiritually either. Oh, more, I just want more. Yeah, and the more we get, the less we give sometimes. Proverbs 27, 7 says this, a person who is full even refuses honey. Because sometimes we prefer good over excellent. Sometimes we prefer distraction over focus. We prefer, like the Bible says, milk instead of meat. We prefer comfort over some adventure. Chantal and I, once in a while, we sit on the couch and we, we change the world. Oh, for people, this is always a good thing for couples to sit down and change the world. What if money was not a, a, an issue? What if we had all the time in the world? What if we had all the energy that we could have? What could we do? And then we sit down 15 minutes later and then it passes. Our comfort will take away our willingness to grow. Here's what Peter says, chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. He says, make every effort. Every effort is out of your comfort. Let's just remove comfort. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. It's funny, right? He says we have to do our own effort to get his promises. His promises are there. It's like fruit that you just need to go grab. So basically, make every effort. Second Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. Add to your faith a generous provision of moral excellence. To that, add knowledge, and then self-control, and then patient endurance. I'm like, oh, really? Patient endurance? Okay, Jesus, we'll go there. Love more than you grow. Add all this. The more you grow, the more productive and useful you will be for his kingdom. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. All this only happens, growth only happens, if we add things and there's an effort to it, if we help it grow. There's one thing, though, that will totally kill any type of growth. It's your fear of something. What we fear sets our limitations. I fear dogs. I've said this before. It's not that I, it's not that I don't like dogs. It's just that I don't like dogs. I was attacked. When I was a kid, when I was two, I don't remember, no scars nowhere, but I was attacked by a German Shepherd. 
I guess it leaves a scar in our, in our subconscious somewhere. I don't like dogs. There's a day Chantal and I are walking in the field, and um, it's beautiful. It's, 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 it, you know, it's beautiful. There's this pig running towards us. This pink pig, like babe. Babe is running towards us, and, and the more babe runs towards us, I, I look, and it, it's barking now. But I, I'm not stupid enough to know that, you know, babe doesn't bark. Dogs do. I did the safest thing I could do. I'm a husband. I'm big. I'm tall. I'm strong. I hid behind my wife <laughs> and got close to the car, and she's there to say amen to this. Open the car door, car door so I could get in. Not thinking of my wife. Fear will always set our limitations. If you fear people, you will stay alone. If you fear heights, you're going to stay low. If you fear pain, you'll stay safe. If you fear that God will change something in your life, you will stay away from him. Fear sets our limitations. It's not only, oh, I fear this. It's really, it's really weird because I've seen so many people. I'm, I'm one of them too, by the way. It's not like I've learned a lesson and I passed the grades. It's something that we keep on learning all of our lives because the finish line is further ahead, right? But all of a sudden, if, if we fear, I've seen, I've seen people, I, they fear be, being open because they've, they've, some people have been nasty with their openness. Now they close up and they climb up and they don't talk to anybody. They don't open up to anybody. And then you can't get the healing that the Bible promises us in James chapter 5. Confess your sins to the Lord and he will forgive you and get, confess your sins to other people and you will be healed. But I've been hurt, fear it, so we close up. Fear growth. So now I'm, I don't want to do that. So fear, since fear sets those limitations, there is one thing you, taking the curve towards the end is this. Change is inevitable. I can't say that word for the love of my life. Inevitable. See how spiritual that sounds all of a sudden, right? Inevitable. I'll say it that way. I can't, I won't make it Thanos of myself, but, but growth is optional though. Growth is optional. It's always optional. So how do you grow? You want to know? So I love the little graphics, so I'll show you one right in here. So this is the graphic of growth. I, I do this with people I coach in the non-Christian world, okay? Just so you know. I do this with Christians as well. You know why? Because it's a principle. So growth never happens in our comfort zone. I've always done it this way. I've always been this way. I'm that, this is who I am. You won't grow if you stick there. 
as a kid, I remember when I was very young, my parents let me play in the backyard. And then as I grew up a little bit, I could go play in the, my neighbor's backyard. And then it was all the friends I had on the street, the same street. And then it was the neighborhood. And then I grew a little older. Then I could actually play in the neighbor neighborhoods. And then it was within the city where I lived. And then we could go see friends in the other city. And that's what growth is. But if you stay in your little small little whatever it is, you won't grow. You'll get comfortable in that place. And you'll, there's nothing wrong with it, by the way. But if you want to grow, if you want to grow in your faith, you want to grow in your skills, you want our church to grow. I want more people to know Jesus. We can't stay in our comfort zone. This is what it is, really. The first part is that we get so comfortable in our zone that we don't want to we don't want to do anything. But the thing is, if you get out of your comfort zone, you'll end up in what we call the fear zone. That sets your limitations, by the way. Very biblical. That's why Jesus, that's why the Bible has 365 fear nots. Or do not fear. One a day. Just get up and just fear not today. You got this. Right? Because if we get in the fear zone, it's not comfortable anymore. Nobody likes to fear. I, this is, I've never done this. I've never been the one to go out and start pleasing people. I've never done the, learning this new skill. I've never done this. Of course, you've never done it. So you're not comfortable with it. And since you're not comfortable with it, you don't want to do it because, well, that's a vicious cycle right there. But our growth happens when we Go out of that fear zone. Fear people, that's why I stay alone. I don't want to open up. That's why you're, you're a LIFO. You know, you're the last in, first out. Instead of a philo, first in, last out. I, not judging anybody. Don't get me wrong, right? I get it. I've been in those two places. So this is what happens. And then you learn. You're like, okay, I'm not good at it, but I'm still learning. And then you get in a growth zone. I'm getting better at what I do. No, that's in your comfort zone. And you're just getting better at mastering what you already know. Yeah. Growth is something that you do not have yet. Yet. Let's look at our verse again. Let's look at our verse again. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies. If it doesn't happen, it's... it's, it's it, Comfort zone. If it stays there, it remains alone in only a single seed. I don't want to become a can of <laughs> corn yet. Right? But it's death. It's willingness to get out of the zone that it used to be. Ta-da! And in the ground, nobody sees me. Nobody sees me working on what I'm supposed to be working. Nobody sees the time I'm on my knees and I'm praying and I'm crying out to God. Nobody sees the time I'm, I've been shaking hands and I sounded stupid. Nobody sees how many speeches I've done and I sounded weird. Nobody sees all... Well, somebody might have seen that one, but... But unless you die to the idea, there won't be more growth after... 
How do you think people will need to learn about your testimony, for example? I need to go in my witness and, and testimony to others. Start talking. I don't like talking. Well, I know. This is what we call the comfort zone. Then go in the fear zone. Oh, I'm going to be made fun of. Well, just go for it. That's what it is. It's a process of growth, learning, failing, trying, succeeding, failing, succeeding, failing, getting worse. I'm, I can't do this anymore. And going back at it again. Then it will produce many new kernels. Many, 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 many. I want more, Jesus. Many. New kernels, a plentiful harvest. And this is where the growth happens. But stagnancy and sting just put will get you there. I, I, I prayed so many times, Jesus helped me witness to my friends without wanting to talk to them. Oh yeah, but there's this great quote, witness to everybody and if you need to talk, talk. Yeah, 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 that's a way of not talking. All growth happens out of your comfort zone. You're that wheat of kernel, that kernel of wheat. You are. Tell the person next to you, I'm, 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 a, I'm a kernel here. If you're really good, you can say I'm a, you know, lieutenant colonel, but that's a whole thing. Boom. That was bad, right? That was bad. Come on, that was bad. Thank you, Sam. You always need Sam when you bring the word here. Because he'll laugh at your stupid jokes. That's, that's good. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. I'll give you five bucks at the end. So embrace the fear, guys. Embrace the fear. The fear of rejection, the sting of failure. You're not enough. Embrace it. It will allow you to grow. Determine this morning, as we close, where do you want to grow? What needs to grow in your life? I'm sure you had a few things in your mind in the last few minutes. I know you did. What's that thing? Is it your faith? Is it your connection? Is it your serving? I know, I feel like God has been telling me to serve. When, when will you start? I feel I need to go talk to you. Yeah, go talk to him. I, should, I think I, 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 you know what? I think I should forgive. Well, go forgive. I think I should work on this project. Well, go work on it. It's not magical. It's not magical. Take action. Even if it's not perfect, you cannot become who you need to be by remaining who you are. I can't say this. The only, the only one of my mentors, John Maxwell, says this. He's a pastor. He's known around the world for leadership, but he says this. The only guarantee for failure is to stop trying. Try again. I've been hurt by it. Try again. I didn't, I didn't succeed. <laughs> Try again. I've opened up to people that turn against me. Do it again. Choose the right people next time. You know, I don't tell my secrets to everybody. <laughs> Trust me, I don't because <laughs> I don't want to. Because I know some people are really good at keeping secrets, you know a second at a time, <laughs> and then they share it. <laughs> right? And here's the, th here's the, the other way. Repeat and restart. 
just repeat what you're trying to grow in. Repeat it. Tomorrow again. Do it again. It's not working. Restart then. It's okay. It's all going to be good. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I know. I get it. But to be this? So small, I can't even catch up. This has got to go in the ground and die. And this going the ground and dying is you stopping to be just who you are and getting better at who you are. Getting more of Jesus, giving yourself more submission to his will. You working what you need to work on. Here's what I want us to do in prayer. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. There's no music and I don't want music. I just want you right now, tell, the, tell Jesus, tell the Holy Spirit, this is where I'm submitting myself to you and to growth this year. And he's been telling you, just make a commitment to give it a shot and fail and start over again. Just go, just pray simple prayer. Maybe for some of you, it's like giving your life to Jesus. I'm like, yeah, I haven't given my life to Jesus. I've been thinking about it, but I haven't done it. If that is you, can I just see your hands? I'd love to pray with you this morning. If that's you, I, I need to commit to Jesus this morning. Just, oh, that's awesome. I see your hand. You can, you can lower it after. It's awesome. Anybody else? I just want to pray with you. Here's what you can do. Just pray something easy. Jesus, I submit my life to you. You're my king. You're my savior. I will live for you. Thank you for forgiving me. And today I live for you. Amen. So here's what I want us to go before we leave, before you get out of the church, okay? Go tell somebody I've decided I was on what you were going to grow in this year. Jacob, where's Jacob? I heard you. Once a month, right? Everybody's, everybody's heard you. That's a great goal. Can you imagine how far that would get you if you, if you do this for a while? Go tell somebody this year, I want to grow in this. Before you leave, you don't have to. I'm not going to check it and call you this week, okay? You're not going to get an email on it and, you know, fill out five questions on it. But growth happens when we are, when we are being held accountable and when we start doing it. Can we do this, guys? Yeah. This is just a warehouse, and then we go do life, really? So before you leave, go tell somebody, I want to grow in this this year. And pray with them. You can do that. Is that good? Hey, ready or not, this is time. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week. And I know that you will grow. And don't be fooled by a little trick. You need to die and just go for it. Hey, love you guys. Have a great week. Pastor Gunner is going to be back next week. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about The Dwelling, visit thedwellingchurch.org.